0: Welcome back to the JC Hoops Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Jackson Collier. Back after a lengthy uh, absence, Uh, just hadn't been recording as much, been focused on school a little bit on this home stretch of uh, my first year of law school. Finished up, or Thursday will be my last final, and I will officially uh, finish my entire first year of law school. So it's going to be good to get that weight off my chest. But. I have something more important now. Um, I'm going to be joined today by new assistant coach Gus Argenel. Uh It's going to be a great interview. i uh, going to do that right after a word from your sponsor. Today's episode of the JC Hoops podcast is brought to you by CJ's Butcher Boy Burgers. CJ's has locations in Fayetteville on Weddington and in Russellville on Arkansas Avenue. Online ordering is available at their Fayetteville location. CJ's has been voted best burger and fries in Arkansas. Fulfilling their motto, when all you do are burgers, they have to be the best. Today I have the pleasure of welcoming on former Nevada assistant Gus Argental. He's made stops in California, Arizona, Texas, Nevada, and now Arkansas. And he joins me now. Coach, thanks for coming on.
1: I'm excited to be on. I appreciate you allowing me to get on here and uh, welcoming, welcoming me to the community.
0: Yeah, so how are you doing? I know it's uh, kind of been a whirlwind, probably. I know you were officially announced yesterday. How has that all sunk in yet? <laughs> it, it has sunk
1: in. I'm excited. I think that uh, you know all these moves at times are are a whirlwind, but this one is a special one for me and my family. Uh, my wife was actually out here uh, looking at homes and uh, you know checking out the city and the sites and, and, the, and the university. So uh we're really excited i have two boys that are 11 and 9 um and they were they had the Razorbacks winning the national championship in their uh NCAA tournament brackets
0: um so they're big fans and uh can't wait to get out here this summer well there are a lot of Razorback fans who obviously hoped that would be the case and came up just short (laughs) (laughs) but still the best season in uh 26 years uh here of course and we'll get to that a little bit later um so you're already in Arkansas right now. How is that, uh, you know, adjusting to the new layout and, and getting used to Fayetteville? It's been awesome.
1: It's a great city. And I had been here one time back in 2008. Don't look up the score, but I was at UTSA as the director of operations or coordinator of basketball. And, and we came down here, and I think Sonny Weems was the best player at the time. So it was Coach Pelfrey's team, and uh, they gave us a pretty good beating. Um, and uh, I was inducted into how crazy and, and exciting Bud Walton Arena can be, and so I was familiar with it uh, being here one time. Actually, Coach Rob Evans was an assistant coach here, and I—that's who gave me my start. Uh, was Coach Evans at Arizona State as a graduate assistant? Um, so I have some connection to it. But but being able to see the facilities um, and be around the people that make up the program in the community, uh, I couldn't be more excited. And, and obviously, I'm very familiar with the staff. So sometimes when you, you join a new staff, it takes a while to get to know everybody. Uh, this has been pretty seamless uh, with Coach Musselman, obviously. Uh, I had a little bit of a prior relationship with Coach Mosier. Um, obviously, Anthony Ruta, Michael Musselman, Patrick Ackerman, uh, Hayes Meyer. So I know uh, a big portion of the staff, um, and
0: I'm looking forward to getting to know everybody else. Oh, yeah, that was going to be one of my questions later, but I'll go ahead and, and ask it now. Um... You know, when whenever he announced your hire, he was talking about you already knowing terminology and obviously having uh, chemistry with the rest of the staff. How important do you think that is to have a guy like yourself step in and immediately be able to hit the ground running with like a very minimal learning curve? I think that knowing how people operate is really important
1: in coaching or any business. Um, how you work on a day, day-to-day basis, um, the expectations of what you do. Um, so obviously Coach Musselman uh, and I were able to be a part of a Nevada program that had great success, um, and now he's done that and, and taken it to an even higher level here. But I think it really helps, especially when you get onto the practice floor, um, especially with what Coach likes to do in terms of recruiting and how he likes to approach um, the recruiting side of it. Um, obviously that's a different part in terms of, um, the current student-athletes or prospective student-athletes that they're, they're recruiting and have been recruiting, and they've done a phenomenal job. Um, but really in terms of the people, and that's what makes up a great program and community and university, being able to know each other and, and understand how each other operates and the strengths and weaknesses of each other really helps and allows you, I think, to
0: profit from that very quickly. Just talking about the people that make up the program. Obviously, the the Razorback basketball program—it's a—it's a proud program, and it comes from a proud state. I um, mean, really, when you look at the state of Arkansas, there's no pro team, and there's no other major college team. No disrespect to Arkansas State or UCA or uh, Arkansas Little Rock, but right. when you think Arkansas sports, it's—it's it's the Razorbacks, um, and there's a ton of, of fan support behind that. Um, I noticed on your Twitter actually after you you were announced as being the assistant hire, your Twitter follower your following kind of exploded, and you had a bunch of interactions on your on your tweets and, and stuff like that. How has the fanfare been like since your announcement? Well, I
1: was I was joking around, with coach, that it was it was pretty amazing for me, and, and it just makes you feel uh, one welcome, but excited about um, how excited and. and how into the program everybody is here and that's what you want to be a part of on a smaller scale when we were at nevada you know we sold out the arena you know our last year there every single night uh, we went 15-0 at home and that's what you want here um and bud walton is one of the best arenas in the country and again has some of the best fans if not the best fans in america and again this year i think it's gonna be a special year in that arena and we want to have you know the best year ever um you know in bud walton uh, I think one thing that's so amazing, and you brought it up, is there's a brand name recognition of Arkansas basketball and the University of Arkansas. And I told coaches, I'll, I'll tell you quickly, is I was about 13 or 14, yeah, 13, and Arkansas just won the national championship, and my mom had taken me to the mall in Concord, California, uh, where I'm from, and, and said, hey, you need to buy some basketball shorts, you're looking a little rugged out there. So I went to Champs Sporting Goods, and I, I told Coach this story just a couple weeks ago, Uh, And I bought two pairs of shorts of college teams, and one was the Razorbacks. It was those cool-looking national championship shorts. You can remember, you know, uh, Corliss Williamson running around in them. Uh, And then another school that I won't say the name of because I don't want to get everybody uh, too fired up. I'm not
0: going (laughs) to mention their name.
1: But I was a a kid in California running around in Arkansas basketball shorts, you know, at that age, um, wearing them in the gyms. And so that's how big the brand is, you know, for somebody on the West Coast to want to be a part of uh, you know of what Nolan Richardson, you know, had built there. Uh, it's pretty amazing, and it's it's cool for me to look back at that and
0: see. You know, now that I get to be a part of the program. Oh yeah, and I think Coach Muss has shared similar stories about being in California, and you know, growing up, and his favorite teams were the Razorbacks, being one of his favorite teams. I think UNLV was one of the ones he cited too. Just that very up tempo, and obviously winning a lot too, but very up tempo, fast paced, fun to play. And we see Musselman kind of replicating that here in Arkansas again, which is great. And it's really been great for fans to see this kind of callback to the past. You know, those shorts you mentioned, their throwback uniforms that are worn, and um, they're, they're integrating that with new uniforms. And the the branding is off the charts. I think Muss has taken it to a completely different level because he really understands the power of branding in the sport. It, it's Yeah. There, doubt,
1: you know, coaches as good as anybody um, in terms of creating an energy for the program and also backing that energy up with with winning and, and doing a quality job of having a great, um, you know, example on the floor with the teams and how they play. I think that young men that are, are trying to find a program to play in, they want to play in an open style that gets up and down and allows them to make plays, uh, you know, have their individual skills come out, but also in a team setting and Coach, putting them in the right spots, just like he's in the NBA for the Kings and the Warriors, he, he just has so many reps at doing that. Um, and again, that's why he's been so successful and is one of the best coaches in
0: college basketball. So we talked about earlier uh, Coach Must taking the Hogs to their first Elite Eight in 26 years. It's really hard to think about that. It was the first Elite Eight in my lifetime, to put that in perspective. <laughs> I, I was born in 1996. And I was born in August, so that was after the Sweet 16 in, in, in May of that year. So right. the first time in my lifetime that we ever made it past the first weekend, which is incredible to, to witness. Um, and obviously you were, you were busy uh, coaching. Uh, and did you keep up with that in March when it was going down? <laughs>
1: well, you, you'd laugh. After our season... Um, got done, and we had kind of a, you know, COVID-shortened season, uh, especially being out in California where I was at at Cal State Fullerton. But uh, we watched every every game. My boys, like I said, Bo and A's, my two sons, they had that bracket filled out. Um, and they it's so funny because now they ask me about the players' names. You know, they, they know Jen Williams. They know um, Devo Davis. They, they know the names of these players. Um, and so, yeah, I talked to Coach. Throughout the season, we probably talked after every single game you know, whether it was a text or a call the next day. Not just so much basketball-specific, but more just how's the team doing, how are you guys doing, how are you feeling about um, where you're at right now, and, um, especially when they got going in the tournament. Because um, I think that when you've gone through that, you know, having gone through it with coaches two different times in the NCAA tournament, it, it's it, you go back on your experiences. And, and, again, we got to the third game at Nevada, and we lost, unfortunately, to Loyola Chicago, essentially at the buzzer. Uh, but for him to make that next step and go to that to that fourth game um, and have that chance to be going to the Final Four, um, I was so excited for him as a as my mentor, as a friend, um, and then to, to see him take the program where it was um, and to where it is now has is, been so awesome. And I, again, we have our sights set really high um, moving forward, as I know everybody else does It's a Razor X
0: fan. You mentioned the Sweet Sixteen at Nevada. What was that experience like for you? I, I tell everybody it's,
1: it, it was a, a life changing in the sense that I've I coached for you know I think it was going on year eighteen, um, and I've been a lot of different places. I was a head Division two coach. And, um, I think I was lucky that I was able to experience it later on in my coaching career, not my first year. Um, you know, because I've gone through great seasons and some tough seasons. And when you when you're able to you know have back to back. Uh, championship teams like we did in Nevada, but then to to get to the Sweet 16, it, it with each game, um, there's an energy that's created, and, and I, I do feel bad for the Razorback fans that they weren't able to, you know, everybody to be there and experience it just because of the bubble, um, but, you know, we went from maybe having a lobby in Nevada before our games with just the parents there to literally in Atlanta when we got to the Sweet 16, you couldn't walk through the lobby getting to our bus, you know, there was hundreds and hundreds of people just waiting for us and the the fanfare and just being able to be a part of that as a community was so fun and my family being able to sit there and be at the games and you know see their dad go out on the floor there. For me um, it allows you to you know um, as as a dad, as a person that works in this business you get to say hey thank you so much family for supporting me and this is what it's all about. Um, And Coach Musselman and I talk about that a lot uh, because you do have a lot of time away from your family and being able to have them experience um, such a fun uh, run um, is really great for
0: everybody. And you talked about a little bit how it was different with, with this year with the bubble and then with all the fans at the previous stop in Nevada in the Sweet 16. Um, could you give Razorback fans any insight into what Muss was like with all that extra energy? He's, I mean, he's a ball of energy himself and we could see him whenever uh, they, they won the game against Texas Tech, he's jumping up on the scores table and he's excited and he's pumping up the crowd that's there, but... Um, like I said, he's a ball of energy, but when they're actual fans there, is it is it even to an extra level? <laughs> well,
1: you know, I, I, Coach always said that I think there's a certain moment at the, in those games where he just, you know, again, he loses himself in the moment. I think that what people respect and appreciate about him is that um, he's a great fan of the game. And I think that the best part about college basketball is really wearing your emotions on your sleeve in a positive way and he does that you know you see him and, and again um <laughs> when we were there and we had our run and you know just jumping into each other's arms you know chest bumps um uh, you know fist pumps everywhere we did a lot of similar stuff when, when we beat texas in the first round uh we ran straight over to the fans and it was unbelievable i mean it they, they kind of had to separate us from the fans, but Coach wouldn't stop. And I think that's the best part of it, um, you know, bringing the community to the team. And obviously here at Arkansas, the players we have are, are great young men, and I think the community can rally around that. We have that in Nevada. Um, and with each class that we bring in, we're going to keep bringing in players that are uh, people that people can be excited about here in the community. And so that connection is so important, and I think Coach Musselman and his energy – does the best of anybody in the country at um, connecting both the fans, the players, the staff, um, and, the, and the community.
0: Speaking of uh, players on roster right now, do any of the returning players stand out to you that you're especially excited to work with?
1: Well, I'm excited about all of them. I think that when you're able to work with an elite student-athlete um, and recruit the best student-athletes in America and in, wor- in the world... Um, you know, I'm excited to work work with each one of them. Um, you know my, my my two boys would would say Devo Davis because they always were cheering for him and going nuts. and um, they're probably that's their fan favorites right there. Um, but really, you know again, each one of them, I think they're their unique talents. Um, they're also different from Connor Vanover to JD. Note's ability to score at Devo Davis and attacking the rim and doing what he does. Defensively, Jalen Williams is really coming to his own, and it was great to watch him uh, begin to flourish at the at the end of the season. Um, So, I'm I'm excited about each one of them. Um, I think that you know, you know, getting KK back on the floor, you know, all these guys come on. We we want everybody to be back healthy and ready to go. So I'm again when we get going here for summer term and and
0: get get brewing as a team. I, I can't wait to get on the floor with them. I think most of the Razorback fan base would agree with your two sons that Devo Davis is a lot of, of Razorback fans' favorite player. He plays with just such energy and his facial expressions. He's very uh, emotive on the floor. It's really fun to watch. Um, so you have known Coach Muss for a long time. He's been kind of a mentor for you, and uh, you've, you've had some great successes together, obviously, at Nevada. Um but he's now turned around both Nevada and Arkansas very quickly. Um, how does he engineer such quick turnarounds? I think, one, he has a plan. I think that the plan is,
1: is really important. The blueprint that he's had, he, he doesn't just make decisions rationally. He's going to really sit down and, and have a, a blueprint for what he wants to do, um, you know, whether it was at Nevada in terms of how he wanted to recruit, uh, how he wanted to play. Um, what he wanted his roster size to look like at Nevada, he had a plan that was maybe a little bit different um, than what people were doing in the past. I think here at Arkansas, um, done a phenomenal job of taking some of the players that were here before him from Coach Anderson, maybe taking some of their style of play and implementing it into his, um, you know, how to his style, um, and then again, a different of recruiting, also you know, with, with transfers and also some of the best freshmen in America. The blend has been different, but I think his blueprint is always the same, trying to find um, extremely hard workers. I think that everybody says that. But to play at Arkansas or to play at Nevada when he was there, you, you have to be a true gym rat and somebody that really, really, really uh, wants to be a confessional, wants to get their degree, um, and then really a good person. You know, that's a, that's a big piece of this puzzle is um, are you unselfish? Because as you know, uh, in programs, you know, we were number seven uh, in Nevada, I think, to start uh, our last year there um, and got up to as high as number five in the country. Uh, when you're in that type of a spotlight, you know, egos can come out. And I think what Coach does a great job of is making sure that everyone understands their role, uh, and that's very important role definition, and, and having a no-ego no, no ego, Um, you know, high appreciation type of team and players is what he does best. And and really that's just the standard. That's the DNA uh, of a Razorback player. A Razorback person is is that type of unselfishness and energy and effort. So, um, again, it it starts with this blueprint, but it's an everyday uh, DNA of who these young men are that are walking around um, with these Razorback shirts
0: on and, and the way that we work. And our work ethic, I think, is unparalleled. To add to your point a little bit too, I think obviously it's more than just a little bit of what Mus expects on the court. It's what he facilitates off the court in the offseason and practices and the classroom and all that sort of stuff. But just looking at games alone, you know, the whole idea that he wants his players to pass a minimum 200 times a game, I mean, that in and of itself is just preaching, you know, we're going to share the ball, we're going to play to win, We're not. we're going to play as a team, we're not going to play individual basketball.
1: From his nba background there's a lot of different um ways to get teams to play a certain uh style and i think that um, right now especially in, in professional basketball sharing the basketball is the number one thing you know not having the ball stick in one person's hands the entire possession i um, mean that's really hard for, for a young uh, a young man that's playing that wants to showcase what he can do to give up a little bit of what he does to help for the betterment of the team is tough. And and Coach does a phenomenal job of every day talking about that. We show them clips from the NBA. We show them clips of, uh, you know, their peers, of themselves, uh, just relaying the message that the best of the best in the world share the ball uh, and give of themselves for the program. So, again, constantly talking about it. But, yeah, we chart so many different things in the past and, and obviously here in Arkansas and, you know, if you walk into the practice facility, there's pictures of guys taking charges. Um, a lot of programs don't do that. You know, they're going to show pictures of people hitting a jump shot or a three-pointer or a dunk. And, um, there's, you know, I, I walked in there and there's about 30 pictures of, printed up of Jalen uh, Williams taking charges and uh, Justin Smith and everybody else. So it's, it's about the culture of what you want uh, in your players.
0: What do you think the most important thing you've learned from us is so far in your career? Jack,
1: that's a have to tell them, because I've learned so much. I mean, literally, you're trying to ask me, uh, you know,
0: the encyclopedia here, and the, <laughs> the Musselman Encyclopedia of Basketball, uh,
1: there aren't a million things. And I always say this to people when I've been asked is, I, I really wish I could have worked for Coach Musselman in-, in my first year or two of coaching um, and-, and been able to-, to to see and hear all these things that you're around on a daily basis. I would say the one thing that, that I think all of us know, and-, and probably why you know him so well is, is the connection between a program and the community? Uh, it's so important because this is college basketball. In um, colleges, make up the community; they make up a state. Uh, and I, I realize how important that is. And even uh, again, he'll laugh at this, but you know, he's not—he's not 25. He's a little bit older, but he—he he attacks uh, promoting and energizing the program um, with a, with a creativity energy a determination like i've never been around and it it, when you add in that he's a phenomenal coach recruiter leader and then he does all those little things and he's not afraid to get out of his box have some fun um and create an environment that people are excited about and really want to root for i mean i think that piece of it just just shows that if our head coach is willing to to do these things to promote our program and to promote the student athletes then we all should um, and we should take it really seriously
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, it's just one of those things where I think he is really cutting edge on a lot of things. And I think a lot of it speaks to his experience, you know, both in the NBA um, and he always is very quick to point out that, you know, hey, I coached in the G League and I coached all these other uh, pro leagues across the world as well, too, to go along with college experience. And one thing that he does when when he goes all those places is he picks up all these different Philosophies, all these different ways of marketing—that's outside of the game of basketball. All these different methods of building a roster, all these different methods of play, and he kind of combines them all. And he's even talked at length uh, when I was interviewing Coach Ruda uh, last preseason. You know, we were talking about how he takes influence from the NFL, from the MLB, and like from all these um, different places. So it really does speak to. How cutting edge he is that he's so willing to draw on so many different places for his influence.
1: And and his influences are pretty amazing when, you know, obviously starting with his dad, um, Bill Musselman, you know, was an NBA coach and an unbelievable college coach as well. Um, It just, his background, you know, the shoulders that he's rubbing with in terms of, you know, Huey Brown and Doc Rivers and Chuck Daly. You know, on a daily basis, we'll be driving to lunch and he'll... He'll quote something that Chuck Daly told, told him, and and it's really important to remember this that, that Coach Daly talked about, or just like you said, you know, uh, the, the Raider, former Raiders head coach that he, that he shared an office in their facility, something that they talked about, um, and I think that for our players it's important because it, it allows them to see different scopes from where he gets his influence in terms of yes, this is. This isn't the business world. This is something from another pro team. This is what the Warriors are doing right now and Steve Kerr. Um, and I think that his willingness to be a lifelong learner um, is something that I've taken from him as, as well. You know, you'll walk into his office this morning, Jackson, and you'll have a bunch of articles that he's read over the night, and he'll walk in there and have different things highlighted that he wants to, you know, talk to the team about and wants to use later on in the season possibly for motivation. Um, and so I think that also motivates all of us. Um, he gets more out of a day than most people you know, can get out of a month. Um,
0: and, and that's really <laughs> the reality of who he is and, and what drives him. That's not surprising at all, the fact that he, you <laughs> say he gets more out of a day than most people get out of a month. It just seems, like I mentioned earlier, he's just a ball of energy. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He never really stops. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Talking about motivational tools, uh, what are your thoughts on all his unique ways of motivating teams before games? You know, we've seen The Undertaker, we've seen a mini toilet, we've seen all these other different things. What are your thoughts on those? Well, we had some good ones in Nevada. um,
1: And, and, you know, I I definitely love the creativity part of it and uh, sitting in his office trying to come up with some good ways to inspire our our players uh, to fire up the community. Whether it be a game or a uh, you know a red white scrimmage, whatever it may be, um, but I, I love that stuff. And I think that the one thing with it is um, it, it's part of um, social media now. Uh, but Coach has been doing that forever, um, and again, he really pulls a lot of his motivation. Um, you know, from Doc Rivers was a big part of that. Um, so I think that each game is well thought out as to what he wants. Uh, to speak to with the team because as a season you know it's not an nba season with 82 games um, but the season does get going and and then you get into kind of a routine and i think the biggest part of this is to not let the players get in a mode of they're just in a routine you want them to be fresh um you know you want them on their toes um you want them excited to walk into the practice floor um and to know that wow who knows what coach coach is going to do today you know what what are they going to be talking about today And again, that that starts with us as a staff and and trying to, you know, dig in our brains here and come up with different things and then also being open to um, looking at different, uh, like you said, different programs and different, uh, you know, businesses that are doing different things to motivate um, and then use that with our team.
0: So moving forward, what is really the game plan for the summer? I know there's still kind of a little bit of restrictions going on with COVID, but those are kind of backing off. And then you have a you're going to have a full off season compared to I think last year there was somewhat limited. You're stepping into the fold, but you're ready to hit the ground running. You know the terminology, you know uh, the staff well. So what is the plan? I guess moving forward with you know workouts with all that sort of stuff. Well, they get they get done with their their finals, and then they'll
1: have you know a couple weeks off, and then we get back here uh, right at the end of uh, at the end of May, and we get going with, with two sessions of summer school, um, and we're right at it. And, and that's a really important you know aspect of the program, and probably um, where Razorback basketball takes you know its biggest step is is you know, the summer individual improvement. The weight room is going to be huge, especially for the newcomers. Really, again, teaching, uh, reteaching and teaching, like you said, terminology to some of the new players, um, creating a culture of what the expectation is uh, for work, um, and then just every day getting in there. And Again, there's limitations in terms of your, your time on the floor, like you said, um, in terms of hours and all those different things. But really, it's so important uh, because it builds a base for moving into the fall um, and obviously then into, you know, into the winter and into the big time part of the season. And, um, you really win the season in the summer. In the spring and the summer is when you win, you know, hopefully in March and, and if you can, all the way into April. So uh, it's really your base. It's your your foundation. Um, and so we're excited to get these guys back.
0: There have been reports, and we don't have to get into specifics in, at all on this, uh, just just a very generalized question that you've been hitting the recruiting trail already and talking to different recruits, just talk generally about without any names or anything like that, just the, the response to to your hiring and stuff from recruits. I think the
1: biggest thing is, and like you said, I can't go into specifics, but um, this is a great state uh, with phenomenal players that we believe, you know, in the future can help us, you know, compete at the highest level. And um, like, like the teams of the past have in the Final Four and the national championship-type teams. And it's really important uh, to be focused on on this backyard of of Arkansas. And, and again, the best players here need to be playing for, you know, the best program in the country, and and we feel like we're we're one of those. And um, that's our goal is to win and win big and to win with players that are from here and have great pride in, you know, in their home. Um, But, obviously, like we talked about, um, Arkansas is a name brand. And it's a, a name that you can say in every corner of the country, and people are excited about it, especially with the style of play. So we're right now jumping in as hard as we can and recruiting, you know, the best student athletes that we can everywhere. Um, and again, but really focused on on this region and, and especially this state um, in the future. Those are our those are our priorities, and we're going to make sure they know that. Um, and again, that's that's my goal and that's my job is to make sure they know how excited we are about them.
0: Reunited was the term I think Mrs. Musselman and Coach Mus both used um, when they announced that you were returning uh, to coach here. What made you want to come back and coach for us again?
1: I think the number one thing, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Danielle. uh, My wife Hannah and Danielle are friends. We they're really close um, from our time in Nevada. I mean, it's funny. My son Bo and Mariah were actually in the same uh, third grade class in Nevada, Um, so we're extremely close. And obviously my relation, coach Musselman is a mentor. He's a friend. He's somebody that, I, again, I was very lucky for him to take a chance on me. Um, when I was a division two head coach and take me to Nevada. Um, so really, you know, throughout the last couple of years, uh, you know, our relationship has grown. Um, we've talked, you know, like I said, weekly, um, you know, every couple other days, um, when we really stayed close, and I think it's all about timing in this business and in life. Um, I think the timing was, was right. Um, for both sides of it and uh, again you know my excitement for it and the the chance to to come work for him at a place like Arkansas I mean it's through the roof to be honest with you like I said and you know prior it's a dream come true it really is it's um, you know combining working for a friend um, and then working at a place that our family is really excited about Um, you know my boys are, are chomping at the bit to get out of here and uh, to be a part of it, um, but my son—it's funny—he's already looking up rivers that he can fish at because he's a big fisherman. He's gonna have to trade in the uh, the sea rod. He was he was uh, fishing in the in the Pacific. Now he's gonna have to fish out here on some rivers. But I, like, we're so excited. You know, my wife came out here for homes, and I um, just to be reunited in terms of um, you know trying to continue to build together, uh, but also having familiarity and um, to be a part with coach again. It's just you couldn't be more excited feel
0: extremely blessed to be a part of it well coach we obviously look forward to having you here we really appreciate your time this morning coming on the podcast i hope you have a great day thank you so much again for coming on um just really appreciate it let's go get it done we're excited thank you so much for having me yes sir thank you so much that was assistant coach gus argento new assistant coach of the arkansas razorbacks